Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Monday Night Raw post show for January 17th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. And this is the OTS venue. Thank you guys very much for joining me on your Monday nights, wherever you may be. And no... For those that may be wondering or asking, I will not be taking off the AEW hoodie. Remember, I'm a paid shill. I have to wear it. Tony Khan wrote it in the contract that I have to represent AEW, being that I'm a paid shill, right? Oh, but he wears a WWE, or he wears an AEW shirt on a WWE review. Give me a break. I wear it because I look good in it. That's why. And the fact that it's fucking 15 degrees in New York City. Do you mind? 
I don't want to get hypothermia while doing this fucking show, man. The show was bad enough. Uh, listen, I don't know what the point is of Monday Night Raw if Brock Lesnar is not there. What's the point in watching the show? Nothing happened on this show that was remotely entertaining. Nothing happened on this show that was important by any means. So why are we even here? Why are we even here? WWE would do themselves a favor if Brock Lesnar was on the show every week, man. It's WrestleMania season. No Brock Lesnar means the show was as bad as it usually is. When he's there, you usually get 15 minutes, 20 minutes where the show is actually entertaining. The fact that he wasn't there, man, we got three hours of dull, nonsensical, illogical, just boredom. Insomnia, curing, garbage is Monday Night Raw. This show actually may generate the lowest rating in the history of the show. I did not even realize that Monday Night Football was still on. I looked at the TV guide on my Verizon cable box, and I'm flipping through the channels, and I'm like, what the fuck is the game doing on ESPN? Like, what are we doing here? And then all of a sudden, I see, oh, it's another football game, playoff game. Well, what is this, the first time in NFL history where the NFL playoffs are being conducted on Monday night? Get ready, man. If you thought Monday Night Football during a regular season game was bringing Monday Night Raw down, wait till you see the ratings for this playoff game. Or by some people in the chat, what was it, a blowout? It was a very one-sided game. Maybe they opted to go watch Monday Night Raw. It would put them to sleep. It would put them to sleep. Oh, my team is getting their ass beat. Let me put on Monday Night Raw and catch some Z's. This show sucks. Every bit of it sucks. Yes, Jesse, I have Verizon. I still have a cable box, bro. I'm one of the fucking dinosaurs that still pays for cable, okay? You could do yourself a favor and get some fucking Verizon, man. Maybe you won't sound like a fucking Android on Wednesday nights, you goddamn fucking clown. Anyway. I appreciate you guys joining me tonight, man. Nothing really happened tonight. I don't really want to sit here and go over a uh, a index of what I'll be talking about. The show sucks, and that's all you need to know. We'll break it down the best we can. Again, shout out to my boys in Werewolves, man. They got a new album out. You guys can actually go listen to that now on Spotify. Go look them up. I linked them in the description at the very bottom with all the other musical artists that you'll hear during tonight's post-show. That was their cover of Disturbs, Down With The Sickness, man. They also have uh, covers of Avenged Sevenfold, Slipknot, Papa Roach. And we did uh, Let The Bodies Hit The Floor last week, man. So that was a good one as well. So go check them out. Really good stuff there. And their new album is really good stuff as well. My favorite track is the opening track, Welcome To Hell. What I usually, uh, it's what I'm usually preparing for on Monday night at 8 p.m. on the USA Network. So go check those guys out. And I want to thank them again for allowing me to spread the word about their music, man. Love it. Also, we got some major news, man. 
We got some major news. The audio version of Off the Script, meaning everything from this point on, has a new home. It will still be about. It will still be av- available on Podbean. It will still be still be available on Apple. It will still be available on Spotify. But the way I conduct business now, I am now a Blue Wire podcast partner. So that was the announcement today. I am with Blue Wire. We will be going through them. It is the same platform that is housing several other content creators as well, such as Chris Van Vliet and my guy Don Tony. So make sure you guys look for that on Blue Wire Podcasts, available everywhere, including Apple, Podbean, and Spotify, man. So thank you guys for all of the support there. Also, House of Glory. Who runs the world, man? We were uh, in the NYC arena on Saturday night. Well, Friday night, rather. It was on Friday night, not Saturday night. Saturday, I was actually exhausted because it was just a long day at work. But Friday, we we did our thing, man. Me and the Solomonster, Jason. My good friend, Jason Solomon. You guys know him as the Solomonster. We, um, we killed it on commentary. We did a great, a great job. We crowned the new House of Glory Women's Champion, and that will be available on Fight TV Thursday. So if you guys can go out and support, man, it was probably our best commentary performance to date since the return of the of the product since the pandemic. And shout out to all the ladies that performed on the show, man. We got a new Women's Champion in Natalia Markova. You guys are going to be hearing a lot more about her she absolutely killed it in that eight-woman tournament. We had Deanna Perrazzo. We had Mercedes Martinez. We had Janai Kai. Jordan Grace absolutely looked fantastic, man. Uh, she is she is unbelievable. Jordan Grace is unbelievable, man. So if you guys want to go check that out, that will be on Fight Thursday. I will uh, continue to keep you guys informed. On that, on social media, which you guys can do. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That is Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. And there is a ton of it for the month of January, man. We are killing it in the month of January. And I want to make sure you guys are uh, all caught up. There will be things changing. I will be going about how I upload and how I do the podcast going forward. I'm mulling some ideas, but everything's going to be the same. You guys may get uh, more live streams during the week. You guys may get more uh, numbered episodes of Off the Script during the week. And I will be addressing all that stuff with you guys in the next couple of days. But if you guys missed any of the content on the channel, go and check it out. It is on the homepage right now. Today's show is sponsored by Manscaped, manscaped.com. You guys are going to use the code SCRIPT20 at checkout. Make sure you guys go and get yourself ready for that special day, man. Valentine's Day is coming up. You guys don't want to not show up looking your best. Believe me. So make sure you guys go get Manscaped, manscaped.com. Code SCRIPT20. I want to thank them for once again supporting the podcast. We'll talk about them a little bit later on. In the show, go get your merchandise. We got some T-shirts available with some more new ones coming. I got to hit up Salrex, man. I got ideas. Long-term booking. 
Wolfpack, NWL, Black and Red, OTS, Off the Scripts, White and Black. Throwback designs now available on bonfire.com. That is the exclusive home of Off the Script. So make sure you guys go pick those shirts up when you can. And as always, man, hit that thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 minimum on the live stream post show right here on OTS. And get your super chats in, man. We'll hang out at the end of the show. You let me know what you think of Monday Night Raw and everything that happened. And let me know what you guys are thinking about all the big stories that dropped today in pro wrestling. Get your super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show and read through them all, man. I appreciate you guys very, very, very much. Monday Night Raw, man. It's almost as if Bruce... It's almost as if Bruce wanted to put people to sleep. WWE wanted to put people to sleep right away at the top of the hour, man. It was almost like they were waving the the, the white flag. Hey, hey, we give up. NFL. National Football League. We, uh, we give up. We're throwing in the towel. They started the show off with Becky Lynch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, man. If there's any reason to change the channel on this show, and there are a lot of reasons to change the channel about this show, it is definitely Becky Lynch, man. You know, there are people out there, low IQ people, but there are people, man. I don't even know how these people exist. I don't even know if they're human beings. I really don't. There are people out there that are advocating, and I, I, I unfortunately have to see this on my timeline. I do. There are people advocating for the women's Royal Rumble to main event January 29th. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. These people are fucking comedians, man. They are comedians. Man, I haven't laughed that hard. In quite a while, man, the, the, the Women's Royal Rumble made eventing the entire show, man. A show that has Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. You believe that? <laughs> oh, man, give me a fucking break. Put your agendas in the trash. They are absolute garbage. The Women's Royal Rumble is the worst Royal Rumble right now. Just looking at the field of 22 that have been announced. The worst Royal Rumble that I've ever seen. Give me a break. Nobody wants to see that horrendous Women's Royal Rumble main event the show. Yes, oh my God. Nikki and Brie Bella are back. Wow. Who else is in there? Molly Holly. Michelle McCool. Who else is there? Melina. Alicia Fox. (laughs) Cameron. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys cracked me up, man. You guys cracked me up. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that much right now, man. But Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. She'll be defending the Royal Women's Championship. Oh, Oh, God, that's hilarious. Becky Lynch will be defending the Raw Women's Championship against Doedrop. Doedrop. You heard me correct. 
So we, we got a replay of what happened in this triple threat match. He pinned Liv Morgan last week in the triple threat match. That also included Bianca Belair. She said the Raw Women's Division has never been hotter. And she's the, the person responsible for that. I, I don't know, man. Is Becky living in an alternate universe? Did she wrestle on Impact last week? Maybe she competed in the Hog Women's Tournament. And I don't know. Maybe she's so boring I fell asleep during her match. Becky Lynch. The Raw Women's Division has never been hotter Oh, my goodness, man. What type of lies are they having this poor woman go out there and recite, Bruce? Huh? Yeah, it's a real great way to sell your terrible division by telling everybody through Becky Lynch that it's never been hot. It's never been worse. It's never been worse. This is the worst the women's division on Raw and SmackDown have looked since the end of the Divas era. You might as well turn it into the fucking Divas division, man. Let's bring back the butterfly belt. Let's bring it back. Retire both of these fucking white titles. Get rid of them. Give me a break with this shit. She said it's never been hotter. She's responsible for that. She's responsible for actually burying talent just as bad as Charlotte Flair. Don't believe the lies by Becky Lynch. She said it's so hot, they have stars from past generations coming back. Lita... Mickey James, the Bella Twins. She talked about the opportunity she's giving Doe Drop. She said she makes people better than she beats them. Has Becky Lynch made anybody better? That's what I want to know. Uh, let me ask the chat. Uh, uh, chat, has, has Becky Lynch made anybody in the women's division better for it? Has she enhanced anybody? And don't tell me Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is a loser. That's all she did. She's not enhanced. We knew Liv Morgan was good going in. WWE just didn't give her the opportunity. But she's a loser. Who exactly looks good in this women's division thanks to Becky Lynch? Nobody. The only one that looks good is Becky Lynch. And I wouldn't even go that far, man. She's just as bad as everybody else. She says she makes people better than she beats them. She called her doo-doo. Scooby-Doo. Raggy? Where are you, Raggy? Doo-doo. This show is doo-doo. She said Doe Drop will never be champion as long as she runs this industry. Doe Drop then comes out to, to little or no reaction at all. So, Doe Drop is in there. She said she got herself the title match at the Royal Rumble, and Becky didn't do anything. She told Becky to stay well out of her way tonight. Becky said she got her victory last week, and she'll help her on winning or be on the winning side this week. Doe Drop said if Becky wanted to face her, it's a big mistake that she will regret. Out comes Bianca Belair, skipping out to her music, waving her braid in the air. Everybody's smiling. Becky comes out. Cue Doe Drop with her music to interrupt. Doe Drop speaks. Cue Bianca Belair and her music. She comes out to interrupts. Same shit. 
Different week, Bruce. Any any creativity rolling around in that fucking head of yours up there, man. What's going on? WWE starting off with a fucking snooze fest on Monday night. Already throwing in the towel to Monday night football. Bianca's out there. Said the only reason Doedrop is facing her at the Royal Rumble is because Becky was scared of facing her. Belair said she is officially entering the Royal Rumble match. Oh, great. Great. Bianca Belair is entering the Royal Rumble match. I can't wait. Like, we didn't know that was coming. She's entering the Royal Rumble match. She'll throw 29 other women over the top rope she can, so she can go to the main event of WrestleMania again. Again. Doedrop rolled her eyes in the background. She said she'll choose whatever champion she wants, and it could be one of them. Then Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's music plays. She comes down the aisle and interrupts everybody in the ring. Morgan walked out, told Belair that they may be teaming tonight, but she's also entering herself in the Royal Rumble. Another loss for Liv Morgan. And she said she plans on winning it. She kept talking. Doedrop was making a snoring noise. You know, like most of the general populace who watches this show making that same noise. That's exactly what she's uh, imitating. She's imitating the audience in the fucking arena tonight in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, Bruce. Write a good show, Bruce. what she's doing in the ring snoring it's like they're throwing fucking truth right at you in plain sight man they know their show sucks they're basically they're basically telling you we're doe drop snoring in the middle of the ring so she's out there snoring and said the ref should get a match or the match started so they got into a little scuffle and then uh everything broke down into a formulaic tag team match so we got Becky Lynch and Doedrop. I don't know if you guys uh, are aware. Can they coexist? Throw it right out there, man. Can they coexist? You got champion and challenger teaming up again, seeing if they can coexist. This match went three minutes. Three minutes, which is par for the course in WWE. Did you guys see Aaliyah? Beat Natalia in three seconds on SmackDown. Now, but the women's division and the women's Royal Rumble should main event the Royal Rumble, right? <laughs> you guys are fucking something else, man. I'll tell you that right now. The internet wrestling community are a bunch of fucking idiots. Plain and simple. Who are you? Are you even real people? My God. I never heard anything so fucking stupid in my entire life. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, this match went three minutes. Did Bianca Belair get pinned? No. Of course not. Who else would get pinned in this fucking match? Doedrop gave Becky Lynch a bonsai drop after the match, after she hit Liv Morgan with a big splash to win the match. That was it. She's channeling her inner Yokozuna. I think we should put an end to that. We don't need to disrespect Yokozuna any further with Doe Drop doing a bonsai drop in the corner. 
It's never going to look the same. It's never going to feel the same. And it won't get the job done against Becky Lynch. So why are we throwing it out there and using it as some big new move that she's all of a sudden incorporated into her repertoire? Nobody wants to see it. That was pretty much it, man. The women's division on Monday Night Raw is useless. It is a waste of time. Becky Lynch is absolutely... The fire that Becky Lynch had when she was feuding with Ronda Rousey, I was a big Becky Lynch fan. Everybody was a big Becky Lynch fan. Everybody loved Lynch. She was burning it down with Asuka and Charlotte. I remember the ladder match they had that year at TLC. Trash. Everything everything that Becky Lynch is doing now is fucking trash. Seriously. Doe Drop is just there. She just exists. Liv Morgan should have been so much more... She's just another cog in the wheel to get everybody else over. And Bianca Belair, man, I'm going to tell you this about Bianca Belair right now. If I had my choice of somebody winning the Royal Rumble, it would be one of two people, either Sasha Banks or Bailey. And Bailey's not even back yet. I know, I know, I'm going with the tried and true horsewomen, but is there anybody else on the Monday Night Raw or SmackDown side that you could legitimately look at as a potential winner for the Royal Rumble? The answer is no. Rhea Ripley's not the answer. Nikki T-R-A-S-H is not the answer. And Bianca Belair is not the answer either. I'm sorry. I, listen, you know, I am very opinionated and I'm very strong in what I project on this show. I I really, I would love somebody, I, I would love for somebody to really give me a reason why they think Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch is the right match and how this benefits Bianca Belair. I, I, I don't I don't really see it. I fail to see the importance here. So w- what you're telling me is that we wasted Sh- Sasha Banks' time last year. Now, the feud itself was shit. The feud was trash. But Bianca won the Royal Rumble in what I thought was a nice back and forth with her and Rhea Ripley. This is a Rhea Ripley that was just coming to the main roster. So she wasn't really uh, exposed to the toxins of Monday Night Raw just yet. She was still coming off that NXT high when Triple H was still in charge. So they had a nice final battle, I would say, in the Royal Rumble that year. Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble last year and going to wrestle Sasha Banks in the main event with that being the only other women's match in history to main event that show. What it did for the culture of black women and black professional wrestlers in the business, in the sport. It was a monumental occasion. You mean to tell me that Bianca Belair winning this year's Royal Rumble and avenging a 26-second loss to Becky Lynch at SummerSlam that should have never really happened at all, you mean to tell me that Becky Lynch is going to do more than what Sasha Banks did for Bianca Belair in the same moment, in the same event, in the same main event? I don't think so. I would rather have I would rather have it happen somewhere else. I would rather Becky lose the fucking championship to Bianca Belair and B- Bianca go into WrestleMania as the champion. You should give us Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks again if Sasha is back. Because they never got the match done at SummerSlam. So I would love for somebody to fucking tell me how Becky versus Bianca is going to be equal or greater to Sasha and Bianca last year. There's no possible way. There's no possible way. So cut the shit. Cut your fandom. 
cut your in the moment, oh my God, bullshit right now. Not going to be. Sasha or Bailey. Sasha's not even going to be there because she's hurt. I don't even know if Bailey's coming back. Who else do we have? Who else do we have? Sonya Deville? Would you guys mind Sonya Deville winning the Royal Rumble? I wouldn't even mind. I wouldn't even mind Naomi winning the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't. I think Naomi has a very good, I would say, presence about her. She's not, she's not perfect by any means. The match she had with Charlotte two weeks ago was very good. A botch here, a botch there, but it happens. That was probably the best match that she had in all of her calendar year. I would not mind Naomi winning the Royal Rumble. But I don't understand where Bianca Belair comes in as far as people winning the Royal Rumble. I think that's a terrible decision. If you're going to go with Bianca, I'm not for it. I'm not. For all we know, WWE is going to have Lita win the Royal Rumble, being that she's now somehow back in WWE. And they teased something with her and Charlotte on Friday Night SmackDown that thankfully I wasn't prone to because I didn't watch the show. I seen clips. I watched it as a casual viewer, being that I was at House of Glory. The women's division and the women's situation, man, is in a terrible state. It is an absolute dumpster fire on that side of things. And they need to fix it fast. A returning Oscar is not going to fix anything. I mean, you, you, you fire Tony Storm. You fire Tegan Knox. Shotzi Blackheart hasn't been featured on SmackDown. is winning in three seconds. Where's Zia Lee? Has Zia Lee even shown up after her debut? Just like I had predicted. Two months finished. Might as well be on the fucking Nick Con Man budget cut list for all I give a shit. You got Dakota Kai in NXT. You got Io Shirai in NXT. You got Raquel Gonzalez in NXT. All should be brought down to the main roster. I don't know what they're doing. But I'm telling you right, man, I'm telling you right now, man, there's nobody that WWE can bring up to the main roster. Nobody's going to help. Nothing is going to help. Nothing is going to save this division. It's the writing that's fucking killing it. The people backstage don't have a vision for women's professional wrestling, and it shows. Their vision is tits and ass, blondes, the most beautiful woman in all of WWE, shit fucking gimmicks, like Nikki T-R-A-S-H, uh, burying Rhea Ripley. If you're not Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, Sasha, or Bailey or Alexa, you are not going to go far. It's just the way it is. Reggie was backstage. He asked Edge if he had any advice for his match against Omas. Yeah, quit. Quit. Edge said, anything can happen. Reggie was pleased and asked Edge if he thought he had a chance. Edge said, no, you have no chance at all. Beth Phoenix then smacked Edge, and it was kind of like a, why did you have to say that? Will you be nice, please, type of slap. All of a sudden, Beth Phoenix put over Dana Brooke, and Brooke chased off Reggie, who started to run off, and apparently something was going on, something with the 24-7 title. Don't know why it's still on the show. 
get rid of it, burn it, give it to me, I'll burn it, I'll have the video go viral, and then I'll fucking let it burn while I sit in my fucking Mustang, smoking a fucking cigar, drinking a cold beverage, while the car's parked, by the way, because I don't advocate drinking and driving, and I'll watch the fucking shit burn right in front of me, man, and I'll film it all while I laugh in everybody's face. Get rid of it. I don't know why it's still here. Somehow, some way, somebody in WWE creative thinks someone is laughing with these skits that we still see every single week. I don't get it. I don't get it. So Edge approached Damian Priest, who was nearby, and all of a sudden, they're talking, and Damian Priest is giving Edge, you know, the, you know, you, you did great in the Royal Rumble. You, you won two of them yourself. What can I do to look like you or be like you in the Royal Rumble? He said, cardio comes into play, but keep doing you. He tells Damian Priest, Phoenix had a note from Maurice that was passed to her by somebody we didn't see because they were off camera. Maurice said she wanted to meet Beth Phoenix in the ring. Beth Phoenix said it sounded suspicious. Everything about this fucking show and Bruce Prichard is suspicious. Never mind fucking Edge and Beth Phoenix with uh, Miz and Maurice. Priest looked at Edge and said, the man, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens walked up to Priest and said he's looking forward to their match later. He said it'll be good, it'll be clean, and they can show their more technical side. He stammered and told Priest that his... There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vicious side should not come out. So he's begging Priest not to do the You know, where he uh, turns into uh, Lou Ferrigno. He turns into uh, the Incredible Hulk, Damian Priest, you know? The lame gimmick that Vince McMahon somehow, you know, incorporated into his shtick. This guy listens to great heavy metal bands like I do. This guy loves the nightlife. He loves beautiful ladies. He loves a cold beverage. He's cool. He's calm. He's collected. He drives fancy sports cars. You know, Damien Priest got to turn into a fire. Yeah, great. I, I don't know who asked for that. I don't know who looks at Damien Priest and sees that. I don't know. Now, but the people running this show, uh, you know, they can do no wrong, says the ghouls and the geeks on social media. So we got this match with Owens and Damian Priest, two great wrestlers. I love these guys, so I was pretty confident that, that, that they would deliver a great match. But who wins? 
who wins. Damian Priest is the United States champion. He doesn't need to be in these types of matches. He doesn't need to lose while being champion. He's been booked pretty decently on Monday Night Raw. Kevin Owens, on the other hand, he needs a win. This is a lose-lose situation. I didn't really see anything coming of this when this match was announced. So Kevin Owens had the KO show. This guy signs a three-year, what did he sign, a three-year deal? Three-year deal worth 2 to $3 million. Yeah, well, let's get those Kevin Owens shows back in production. Easy, easy money for Kevin Owens, man. Easy, easy money. He introduced Seth Rollins, a man I call my best friend. And Sami Zayn somewhere is uh, scratching his head. Really, guy? Seth Rollins is your best friend? He predicted that Rollins will be the Universal Champion after the Royal Rumble. Seth made his entrance as Graves said this was uh, a very uh, befitting entrance for someone that is a revolutionary. Now, I did catch, I did catch the promo between Rollins and Reigns, which was very good on Friday Night SmackDown. But if anybody thinks that Rollins is beating Reigns, now it could happen. I could be proved wrong. I haven't been wrong for a very long time. So I don't think it's going to happen, and it would be a uh, grave mistake if Rollins beats Reigns, but I don't think it's going to happen. It would be ridiculous if it did happen. But the back and forth between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins on Friday night was actually very good. I really enjoyed the back and forth, and I like the video package that WWE put together. They're usually very good with those types of things. Seth made his entrance, and... Seth is in the ring. KO said he admires him very much. He complimented his great outfits. Said he also admires his courage. Seth says he's going to win the Universal title at the Royal Rumble and bring it to Raw. KO says he has a huge announcement too. Said he's officially declaring himself All Elite. No, I kid you. I kid you. He's not All Elite. But but he is entering himself in the Royal Rumble. He said he will win the Royal Rumble And since Seth will be the new Universal Champion, they can give them the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. Seth said he likes where his head is at. He was interrupted by Damian Priest. And Seth told Priest not to take another step into the ring or KO will destroy him. Kevin Owens didn't like that. Priest said no one believes Seth can beat Reigns and everyone thinks KO is a liar and he's not winning the Royal Rumble. He suggested to KO that if he doesn't want to see Damien in the, I guess, anger mode, nobody wants to see Damien do, then don't wake him up. Now, please don't wake him up, man. Nobody wants to see that Damien Priest. He's sleeping, as he should. It's Monday night. It's raw. It's the best time to get some sleep. He says he was just informed that that match takes place right now between Priest and And Kevin Owens. So, I don't know where WWE goes with this, man. You know, they're really really pushing Rollins as a potential to beat Reigns. I just don't see it. It could end up going one of two ways. It really could. Lesnar can beat Lashley, right? Lesnar's still the WWE champion. Rollins could beat Reigns. Reigns could enter the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble. Then he goes on to challenge Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. I don't know how likely that is. Then it would probably mean that Roman Reigns is going to what? He's taking the WWE title to SmackDown. 
because I can't see Roman Reigns off of SmackDown. Because Rollins says he's staying on Raw with the Universal Championship. It's not like they're switching brands. That's not going to happen. So I could see Reigns losing to Rollins and then entering the Royal Rumble, winning the Royal Rumble. Now, that's a terrible idea. Nobody wants to see that happen. Rollins is not the guy to beat Roman Reigns. Now, Bobby Lashley could beat Brock Lesnar because of outside interference, some sort of fuck finish, some fuckery there. Reigns can beat Rollins. Lesnar enters the Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble, challenges Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. So same outcome with the same people. That's what I'm looking at here. Two very boring scenarios going into the Royal Rumble. Not the way that I would do it. I would just have Lesnar beat Lashley, and I would have Reigns beat Rollins. I would put those two guys in the main event on night one. The winner of the Royal Rumble faces the winner of that match on night two. And then you end the brand split, and you have a unification match, and the brand split dies once and for all. That's the way I would do it. That would bring WWE out of its comfort zone, and it would make the shows somewhat better than what we are getting now. That's the way I would do it. The other way to go about it, is, I don't even know if there is another way. Is there? Uh, I know the Elimination Chamber is coming back. Is there even another way to go about it? With the Elimination Chamber thrown into the equation on February 19th, it could be a situation where WWE changes all the plans going into WrestleMania and gives you yet another detour on the road to WrestleMania just so that they can brag that it's unpredictable. Sometimes being predictable isn't the worst option in WWE's case. All I know is WWE should do the right thing and the brand split. I've been saying this for weeks. The other thing that I'm very worried about, the other thing that I'm very worried about is the WWE title situation. And I I don't want to put this out there. I don't want to throw this. I've been throwing this out there uh, for a couple of weeks now. Can, Can you imagine Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship from Brock Lesnar. Now, it's not a, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It really is not uh, determined that Brock Lesnar is going to mow down Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble. Bobby Lashley could win the WWE Championship. Can you imagine? I'm just throwing this out there, and I mentioned this before. I've mentioned this once or twice before. You know, WWE wasn't really all that high on doing Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. It was because of COVID. They got their backs against the wall because of COVID, and now they're forced to do this match for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. It was not in the cards. It was not in the plan. It was not on the scheduled road to WrestleMania. So we're getting it now. Can you imagine that? WWE sat Bobby Lashley down and said, you know what, Bob? Uh, We are going to do this match that we really didn't want to do, but we're going to give you the match that you want. We're going we're gonna to have you beat Brock Lesnar. We're going to have you beat Brock Lesnar. You're going to be the WWE champion going into WrestleMania. We will give you this match. We will give you this match if, and only if, you put over Omos at WrestleMania, and Omos is the new WWE champion. You know, it's only January, folks. We got January. We got February. We got March. You know, we got April. We got plenty of time for Omos to mow down fucking jobber after jobber after jobber after jobber on the Royal roster. He's already beaten AJ Styles clean. Buried AJ Styles is more like it. Can you imagine Omos winning the Royal Rumble? 
Who exactly is going to eliminate uh, eliminate Omos at the Royal Rumble? Is it going to be one of those situations where it's uh, a gang warfare type of th- uh, type of deal, where we have nine or ten guys eliminating Omos? What's going to happen there? Are we going to get Omos winning the elimination chamber and eliminating the field of six total? Him being one of them. Five. He's going to eliminate the entire field of competitors in that elimination chamber to go on and challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Can you imagine that? Omos has now one but two entry points into the WrestleMania main event. God help our souls. God help our souls, man. Swear to God, man. Please. You got to look out for us. You got to look out for us, man. I don't know what the fuck you're cooking up there, man. But if you have Omos in the recipe for WrestleMania, I don't know what the fuck you're doing up there, man. Hey, what are you doing? We got Bruce writing the fucking Bible verses for you. Nobody wants to read that shit. Come on, man. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. But this is the shit that I think about while you guys are at work. This is the shit I have to sit here in my office thinking about. Sorry. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Can you imagine Omos as the WWE champion, man? How the show will just die a thousand deaths. Who wants to see that? Omos was on the show today. I can't get it out of my fucking head, man. The guy is looking more and more and more like... The Great Kali and Giant Gonzalez fused together. You remember the Giant Gonzalez? This guy is basically a formation of both of those men. He walks like the Giant Gonzalez. He does the roar like Giant Gonzalez. And he's got Great Kali's finish. Jesse in the chat said, God just blocked JD on Twitter. Join the list. Join the list. You don't like what I have to say? Keep fucking scrolling, man. Keep scrolling. It'll get to you regardless. And you'll still be looking at my fucking Twitter feed while you're blocked on my end because you can't get enough of what I'm doing here, man. Take a fucking seat at the kitty table. We'll bring you out a fucking high C or a Capri Sun at the venue. Jesse, get these geeks a Capri Sun, man. And get them the worst flavor. That's what I have in stock. No cherry for you, motherfucker. Okay? Fuck out of here. Jesse, what are you doing in the fucking chat, man? We got a fucking line of patrons waiting to order drinks. You goddamn geek. This fucking guy. I could use a fucking peanut butter whiskey, man. Triple shot, please. Seriously. I'm thirsty. Anyway, we got this. Uh, we got this match with KO and Seth Rollins. Uh, KO and uh, Damian Priest, rather, after the KO show with Seth Rollins. This was actually a very good match. Very good match. I could see this being a future United States Championship match. Seriously, uh, I don't like how we are potentially getting there because champions need to lose in order for WWE to give Challenger a championship match which is the most illogical way to go about it, but I just come off as, uh, as if I'm complaining. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see their champions lose. So 
Owens, he took it to Priest with some chops, and uh, it looked like Priest was going to turn into... But he didn't. And Owens pleaded with him, please, please, let's just clean wrestle. Let's wrestle cleanly. Priest was fine with that, uh, I guess, plead attempt by Kevin Owens. Priest went after Owens. After Owens bailed from the ring, but Owens hit a super kick and a splash off the apron, which looked fucking brutal by Kevin Owens. Priest was already uh, coming back. Babyface comeback. Priest used some strikes, a clothesline, broken arrow. Owens fought Priest off the top rope, hit a big senton for two. They traded counters until Owens hit a pop-up powerbomb for a near fall. Priest followed with a choke slam, the South of Heaven choke slam for a near fall. Owens knee gave out, and the referee called for the trainer who was sitting by the timekeeper's area to come on over. So they were checking on Owens. Damian Priest was just standing there. Owens, of course, was faking, and he suddenly hit Priest with a stunner for the pinfall win. And this was Damian Priest's first singles loss since debuting on the main roster. Can you believe that? I don't believe it took them this long, number one. Number two, I don't know why on a random edition of Monday Night Raw in a non-title match in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that we needed Damian Priest to lose his first main roster singles match on Monday Night Raw. It's almost as if Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon were looking at what was going on and they had a light bulb go off in their head during the creative meetings. Ah, Bruce, please tell me this is an incorrect start. Has Damian Priest lost on this show since he's been called up? And then Bruce is like, oh, I don't don't think so, Vince. I I, I don't think so. I think he's, uh, I, I think we've booked him to be undefeated. Ah, Bruce, we, we can't have that happen. We need to change that immediately. He needs to lose while being the United States champion tonight. Fuck those internet marks. And that's pretty much the extent of Vince and Bruce's creative meeting during Damian Priest's match. That's how we got to Damian Priest losing to Kevin Owens. I would have rather him lose while not being champion if you wanted to bring him to be undefeated. But having him be undefeated as the United States champion and then him suffering his first loss in a non-title match as United States champion, somebody in the bank, th- somebody in the back thinks that's ideal booking? Well, you couldn't you couldn't keep him undefeated for another couple of months. Couldn't have him lose at WrestleMania, drop the title, and then go into the main event world title picture with that one loss, right? The fuck do I know, man? What do I know? What do I know? Yeah, Jesse's also right, too. No, they probably said, watch, let's give him his first L and watch people complain, which they probably get a kick out of, man. Very good match, shit-ending Damian Priest or any champion should not be losing non-title matches. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trigger the marks out there. I'm going to trigger the fucking uh, internet ghouls right now. When, when do you ever see Tony Khan booking a champion to lose intentionally 
on Dynamite or Rampage. I'll wait. I'll wait. Pro Wrestling and Disney Plus. That's what you're watching. Sarah Schreiber interviewed Nikki T.R. A.S.H. She was in the back. And Nikki was asked about facing Rhea Ripley tonight. Nikki said she'll stand on her own because superheroes don't need friends. Well, you know what, Nikki? I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you as a friend. I don't need you on the show. I don't even need you employed. Nobody will miss you if you're gone. If Rhea Ripley or Nikki T-R-A-S-H were fired tomorrow, nobody would miss them. You wouldn't even realize they're gone. That's how fucking terrible this division is. She said Ripley should be mortified. It's a nice word there, man. Mortified. I'm mortified over the fucking fact that Bruce is this terrible writing this show. Every week, it's the same shit. Even worse on Friday nowadays. Mortified. I like that word. That's a powerful word, man. Mortified. She isn't the friend she claimed she was. Sarah Schreiber then told Nikki she brutally attacked Rhea Ripley, not the other way around. Nikki interrupted and said she broke up with her, and Rhea Ripley is the villain in this. I don't know what we're doing here with this uh, this Nikki Ash character. Are we, are, we, uh, are we ditching the blue mask? Are we ditching the butterflies? Are we ditching the costume? Are we going back to crazy, psychotic Nikki Cross? On the main roster, I doubt it. That would make too much sense. But WWE is going to try and continue to get this over. Who is going to be a fan of evil Nikki T-R-A-S-H when nobody was a fan of babyface Nikki T-R-A-S-H? Who? I may actually become a fan because uh, at this point, I think she does better work as a heel than she does a babyface. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment for a couple of weeks from now to see where they take the character. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, man. But I don't really see who gives a shit about what's going on between these two at all. Nobody gave a fuck about them as a tag team, and nobody gave a shit when they broke up. Why are we still harping on the same story? Nobody cares. She said she is the people's hero. Kind of sounds like me in the community. (laughs) You guys know it's right. And after tonight, Rhea will realize she needs a superhero. Whether she likes it or not, she raised her arm. Ah! Superhero! And walked away. Otis and Gable. They were having a graduation tonight. Because they won the Raw Tag Team Championships last week from RK Bro. There was a podium in the middle of the ring, Gable. Gable's been doing some fine work as this academic Olympian. It's been really, really fun to watch, man. Oh, well, well, JD is so negative, man. Oh, really? I just gave you a positive, a positive outlook on the show. There's something positive about the fucking show. Let me see you clip that. That'll go get lost in the fucking shuffle with everything else. Because you guys don't really want to uh, skew your narrative. I'm always negative. I I hate watch WWE. I I got people fucking watching my goddamn shows and critiquing my shows and telling me 
that I only hate watch WWE because it brings in the viewers. I got 2,200 fucking people in here that think the same way that I fucking do. Every fucking week, this is a slow night. The show sucks. If the show was good, I'd probably be doing what I do on Wednesday night where it's 2,900 people weekly for Dynamite. If WWE was putting out good television and I was coming on here praising the fucking show, I would be like I am on Wednesday. It's a very simple concept. I don't do it because I want to be negative. I don't do it because it gets me views or clicks or super chats or whatever the fucking reason is. I do it because I'm honest with the viewer. If I wasn't honest, what the fuck am I doing here? I don't want to bullshit anybody. The show is good. The show is good. I'll let you know. The show is bad. The show is bad. I will let you know. Please find one redeeming quality about this show. I'll wait. I'll wait. There'll be more gray in my beard and I'll be fucking 60 years old and Vince will still be alive and I'll still be giving you the same fucking review at 60. Nothing will change. Nothing is going to change. So Otis and Gable, man, Otis has been doing some great work. Gable's been doing some great work. Gable's written, uh, he's really been hitting his stride as of late. He's funny, he's witty. I, I think he's got a nice, uh, a nice presence about him in this role. Wasn't really too keen on them winning the tag team championships after being treated like jobbers, but they're the tag team champions nonetheless. The greater good here, the greater goal in mind is to get RK bro and them split Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle at WrestleMania is the way to go. So they're in the ring, and he said he's an Olympian with a master's degree with a 4.0 GPA. Gable told them, don't boo. Don't boo education. That's gross. I LOL'd. He said they likely are never going to be graduates of high school. He said tonight is about celebrating not just an institution, but an individual. Gable said... His list of achievements is too long. He said it suggestively as he spread his hands apart six inches to 18 inches. He said Otis is his prized pupil and his protege. He said he's very proud of him. He passed him his test and he passed his final exam last week and they claimed their place as the Raw Tag Team Champions. He said tonight it's his esteemed honor and great pleasure to present Otis with his diploma from the Alpha Academy. All of a sudden, Matt Riddle, he uh, joins the celebration and he comes out wearing a blue graduation gown and hat. Uh, gown and hat. He said, what's up, bros? He says when he got invited to the ceremony, he knew he had to make a special speech. He read a statement that he wrote at the breakfast buffet. I heard Titus spared no expense for this breakfast buffet, man. I heard Dana Brooke makes the best scrambled eggs, man. They melt in your mouth, and she puts a nice helping of mozzarella cheese on her scrambled egg, man. Some people like mozzarella. I don't really care. I'm a cheese guy, right? Mozzarella, provolone, some nice cheddar, maybe a nice Asiago. What do you, what do you like? I put cheese in my eggs, man. I put a nice little dose of heavy cream or heavy cream or half and half, whatever's available in my eggs. But I heard Dana Brooks' eggs are exquisite, man. Exquisite. Homemade bagels, apparently Titus baked as well. He's got some killer pancakes. 
He's got regular bacon and Canadian bacon at the breakfast buffet. I like the sausage links, man. Sausage patties are okay, but the sausage links are the way to go. Hash browns. You name it, man. You name it. And this guy, I tell you right now, man, he's got his own roastery as well. His coffee puts everything else to shame. Everything. He's doing it big over there, man. Titus Catering is doing it big. That's where Matt Riddle wrote his graduation speech. I know I have inside sources, man. I'm, I'm sitting here with bigger sources than SOP when it comes to this type of information. Just letting you guys know. Anyway, he's out there. What's up, bros? He said it felt like last week when he and Randy were the Raw Tag Team Champions. As Riddle was talking, Gable asked what he's babbling about. Said he wasn't invited to their ceremony. He told him to be on his way. Riddle said he wanted to say how proud he is of both of them. Gable asked if they're out here because, or he's out here because he wants a rematch for the Raw Tag Team titles. But he's not sure Riddle can defend rematch or define rematch. He doesn't know the meaning of the word rematch. Riddle says, and I quote, it's like when you have a light and you have to light something up twice, like a candle. Yes, thank you, Bruce. We, we now know, after two years of Matt Riddle being on the main roster, we now know that Matt Riddle likes to indulge in extracurricular activities at home to relax after a hard day's work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Matt Riddle loves weed. Yes, we know. It's got to be a running gag every fucking week, man. You know, when you do it every week, it's not special and it's not funny anymore. Let's cut the shit. Matt Riddle is a stoner. We get it. I think anybody can come to that conclusion just by looking at him and listening to the guy speak. We don't need to be told every single week. So the rematch sounds pretty sick, bro. Gable X, where Randy Orton was, Otis said he has to show his mental aptitude in an Alpha Academy academic challenge. He said he and Randy have to engage in a series of tests to see who is mentally superior. Real X, if that's like Billy Madison. Guarantee you Bruce was watching Billy Madison this weekend. I swear to fucking God. Bruce was surfing the cable networks. And he sat on his couch. And he was scrolling through the TV guide. And he seen Billy Madison playing this weekend. And he's like, oh, you know what? Ah, oh, what do you want, Bruce. Oh, I got an idea for um, for Monday Night Raw and uh, Matt Riddle. No, more weed jokes. But I got uh, an idea for Riddle and Randy Orton. Ah, uh, what would that be, Bruce? Well, we, we need to do something like the ending of um, uh, Billy Madison. Ah, oh, that's a great idea, Bruce. More campy comedy. And then we'll admit... Continuously, that AEW is not competition. Said either Billy Madison or uh, Wheel of Fortune. You know, I watched Wheel of Fortune this weekend after scrolling. I was drinking a, an ice cold beverage on the couch, scrolling through the fucking TV, and I see Wheel of Fortune. Does Vanna White age? I, I'm watching this fucking show, man. I look at Pat Sajak. And I look at Vanna White, man. They're, they're like, they're like fucking ancient artifacts. Neither one of them is. They, they, 
haven't aged. They haven't aged at all. It's unbelievable, man. It's like, it's like they're the walking dead. Vanna White. Pat Sajak's going to be fucking 90 years old, handing out fucking vowels on Wheel of Fortune. It's amazing. Anyway, an Alpha Academy academic challenge. This is what we're uh, reducing RK Bro to now. Otis was upset. He was upset. Riddle said Otis looks like Jack Hamster with a with triple the brain power. Otis was upset at this. He leapt onto the floor. Orton entered the ring and gave Gable an RKO from behind. Riddle then presented Orton with a red graduation robe and a hat that Gable was wearing. Orton then said, we accept. It's great, man. I would actually prefer to see the Wheel of Fortune gimmick. If we're going to do anything, man, I would rather see the Wheel of Fortune gimmick. That would be hilarious. Even get Pat Sajak and Vanna White to do the fucking thing, man. Just bring them to the fucking Wheel of Fortune set. Seriously. I don't know, man. This is more campy comedy. This is just WWE hitting the end of the road with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. I've said it for months now. Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, they need to be each other's opponent at WrestleMania. That's it. They're not winning the tag team titles back. It would be a waste. There's no division. Just leave it on Otis and Gable and give me Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle at WrestleMania. Whatever laughs we get out of this next week's uh, mental aptitude test, it is what it is. Hopefully they fail the aptitude test and then Randy Orton turns on Matt Riddle. Uh, Austin Theory. Austin Theory. He knocked on Vince McMahon's office door. He walked in. Theory says he might have lost to Balor, but he beat him up so badly afterwards. It's almost like a half victory. McMahon said if Theory doesn't beat Balor next, he'll beat him up. Oh, what happened to the gore and self-mutilation there, Vince? 75-year-old CEO is going to be beating up his fucking star pupil here, Austin Theory, 23 years old. What happened? No, but AEW is gory and self-mutilation, right? He says he'll drag him into his office and pull out an equalizer and break every small bone in his body and then do the same thing to his face. But I thought WWE wasn't gory and self-mutilation, Bruce. Huh? What happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. That Toronto Star article was a crock of shit, which I obviously exposed. And off the script yesterday. You guys are a bunch of hypocritical assholes. WWE themselves are gory and self-mutilating. Weren't you the same fucking people that had Rollins rip Rey Mysterio's eyeball out with a pair of pliers? Weren't you the same fucking people that had Shayna Baszler bite Becky Lynch's neck like she's fucking Simon Belmont in Castlevania? fuck is wrong with you people? No, but uh, AEW is gory and self-mutilation, right? It's great. Didn't you, did, did, didn't you fucking have a human being lit on fire? Not too long ago? Oh, that's okay, though. That's okay, right? Yeah, all right, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. So he said there will be nothing left of him but blood, snot, and broken teeth. Wow! Wow, Vince! 
Self-mutilation and gory, right? I'm failing to see what you meant by that Toronto Star article. He said then he'll take a selfie and send it to his mom. Theory obviously looked appalled and scared at the situation. Balor made his entrance. Austin Theory versus Finn Balor. This went six minutes. Balor's been away on holiday. Comes back to work and is treated like a jobber. It's pretty much the life of Finn Balor on Monday Night Raw. So, Balor hit a sling blade on the outside. Balor was in control. Theory dropped Balor neck first over the top rope. Balor countered his ATL finish. Theory's finish is called the ATL. He countered that into a roll-up. Theory then dodged a coup de grace and followed up with a rolling drop kick and then finally went for the ATL, got the ATL, hit it, and clean win for Theory 1-2-3. Good on Finn Balor, man. Everybody that comes to Monday Night Raw suffers the same fucking fates. You automatically become a fucking loser. When's Balor's contract up? I want to know. Maybe we should hit up SAP and ask when Balor's contract's up. Guy's absolutely a fucking waste of time on Monday Night Raw, man. Everybody that hits Monday Night Raw is a waste of time. They all suffer the same fate. Sarah Schreiber. She interviewed Rhea Ripley who said, Nikki, if Nikki feels like the victim here, she's more delusional than she thought. She's going to show people who she is next. Rhea, I, I don't think anybody needs you to, to show us who you are or how you are. I think we've gotten enough of that. We've gotten enough of that since WrestleMania last year and your feed with Charlotte Flair. You're a loser. You are the load era Metallica of the WWE women's locker room. That's what you are. You are absolutely the worst thing in the women's division next to your former tag team partner, Nikki T-R-A-S-H. She is dead, buried, buried. So we got Queen Zelina still doing the fucking uh, royal gimmick here. I very much appreciate when Zelina goes South Bronx on everybody because I think it's quite fitting and I quite enjoy it. That's who she should be. Queen bitch is who she should be, but what do I know? Carmella came out. Women's Tag Team Championships are nothing more than uh, giant props on two women who clearly have no direction in this women's tag team division that is non-existent at this point in time. So Zelina took credit for pushing Nikki over the edge, and then they insulted Rhea Ripley. Nikki attacked Ripley and whipped her into the ringside steps. This was supposed to be a match. And Corey Graves tried to sell this as, you know, tonight, it's not about Nikki T-R-A-S-H getting a victory. It's about making a statement. There was no match. They are prolonging this feud for what? What are we doing? Are we going to drag this into the Royal Rumble? Is Rhea Ripley going to eliminate Nikki Ash in the Royal Rumble? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Nobody gives a shit about this feud. Let's move on. They do these attacks, and it's the same shit, and then they want to claim it like it's the 
individual making a statement. Oh, yeah, let me throw her into the steel steps. Yeah, that's making a, a big statement. Yeah, you're real angry that Rhea Ripley broke up your team. Yeah, let me throw you into the steel steps. Yeah, that's, real, that's a real vicious attack. And then they cut away and go right to the next segment. Some fucking statement. Just like this whole fucking storyline. A statement. A statement of shit. Nobody cares. Omas. They showed a clip of Omas attacking Reggie, promising to do worse next week. It's almost, like, it's almost like Bruce. It's almost like Bruce is promising us worse writing the following week. No difference. No difference. They went backstage to Dana Brooke reminding Reggie of their strategy. She said she's faster or he's faster. She's giving him tips on how to wrestle Omas. You believe that? Dana Brooke is giving tips to Reggie on how to outmaneuver Omas. It's almost as if she's in catering, man. She's, she's coming off like she does in catering. She's giving tips and fucking uh, notes and, and teaching everybody, all the new chefs, all the new executive chefs that come on into Titus. None of them last because Dana Brooke is the best at what she does. I don't know where Titus would be without her, to be honest with you. She said he's faster and stronger and amazing. Reggie said that he'll stay low, exhaust him, and go for the knees and the ankles. Brooks says he's ruthless and super athletic. So Omas is super athletic. This is what they're trying to shill us. Omas is super athletic. I've I never seen a super athletic specimen like Omas who can barely fucking walk to the ring. That I'm supposed to believe, and the crowd is supposed to believe that he's super athletic, right? Reggie said he bounced off of him last week like he was a brick wall. I'd rather run myself into a fucking brick wall than watch this fucking show. She said he's the most capable man he knows. Just stay away from him. Yes. Yes. Yeah, just stay away from him. Just stay away from him, man. That's the, that's the fucking strategy here. Just stay away from him. R-Truth, Tamina, Akira Tozawa, and a referee all popped up in the distance looking at this scene eating popcorn. I would love to know who in WWE management thought this was funny. I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Where'd the popcorn come from? Titus. Freshly popped in catering. Omos vs. Reggie lasted 30 seconds. Wish this show was 30 seconds in total. They shot this guy. They're doing this thing where they're shooting low and they're shooting up at him to kind of accentuate his height because he's the giant Omos, right? So Omos is in the ring. He let out a big roar. Everybody's doing roar, right? We fired Bearcat, Keith Lee, and we got Omos and Damian Priest now doing roars on Monday Night Raw. So Zawa ran out immediately. He was tossed out by Omas. He also tossed R-Truth to the side. Tamina ran up to him, but he was intimidated, and Tamina rolled out. Reggie leapt off the top rope. Omas caught him, lifted him, chokeslammed him to the mat like the great Kali. He put his foot on Reggie's chest. One, two, three, 30 seconds, and that was it. I don't know, 
man. I am uh, I am slightly terrified that Omos may be winning one of the two uh, WrestleMania main events here. He will be winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. He's going to either win the Royal Rumble or the Elimination Chamber. I, I just have this weird fucking feeling, man. This weird feeling. I don't know. I want to say it's not going to happen, but the way that they're pushing this guy, I would be shocked if it doesn't happen. I really would. We're going into hour three right now. We're going to talk about the Maurice angle with Beth Phoenix. She lobbied for Beth Phoenix to come out by herself without her husband on Monday Night Raw. She wants to speak to Beth Phoenix. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight, man. We got 2,300 people in the venue. On a random Monday night, with this show being as terrible as it was, man, I appreciate you guys very much wherever you are spending your Monday night with me. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, man, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Get your super chats in. Why do I only see 772 likes if there's 2,300 people in the venue? Why? I need 1,000 likes minimum. On the live stream, man. What are you guys doing? If I have to sit here and cover this show after three hours of watching this show for you guys, the least you could do is hit the thumbs up. Come on now. Anyway, I appreciate you guys regardless. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use code SCRIPT20 at checkout. For 20% off and that free shipping, man. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. I don't consider myself much of a poet, man. An IWC mastermind, but not a poet. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready. For that special occasion, man, this V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com, use code SCRIPT20, not checkout, 20% off and free shipping, man. The number one product in this package, this Manscaped 4.0 package, is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, guys. The trimmer is coming with advanced skin-safe technology. Reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. Even as a 4,000, 4, not a 400, a 4,000K LED spotlight so you guys can shave anywhere your heart desires. And it's waterproof. Now, this package also includes the Weed Whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. No matter where they are, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Anti-Shaping Boxer Briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. To complete the perfect package, your package also includes their liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with the deodorant for your boys, then stay cool all day with the toner to keep you feeling your best all day and nights. These formulations will also have your balls smelling like a king. On that big Valentine's Day. 
Manscaped created their products for a night just like this, and they will make your Valentine's Day date say, wow, what a great set of balls you have there. Make sure you guys get that 20% off, man. Free shipping. Code SCRIPT20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this holiday season for Valentine's Day, man. Edge and Maurice, Beth Phoenix and Miz, this. I can't wait for it to be over, man. I can't wait for it to be all over. Maurice said her husband isn't there tonight. Sure he wasn't. She said Miz makes bad decisions without consulting her. Beth and Edge walk out. She said their match at the Royal Rumble has to be canceled. I thought she was going to use pregnancy as an excuse here. She did not, thankfully. She said they don't want the match. She doesn't want the match. And the fans don't want the match. That, Miss Maurice, you have right. The fans don't want this match. Maurice says she has a microphone and she was berating the crowd. She said she can be louder than them. And she said it doesn't matter what they think. She drew some decent heat here. She told Beth to hear her out. She says they battled through the same era. Remember the two-minute matches? She said they fought together and made the women's division what it is today. No, you didn't. Maurice had nothing to do with what the women's division was when Sasha and Bailey brought it. To where it was. Now it's back to what it was when Maurice was there. Women nowadays are headlining WrestleMania because of our work. Because of us. If anything, we should be on the same team. We should be a unit. We should be friends. We should be best friends. She said they should hang out and go on play dates and have dinners and coffee after this and talk it out. Beth says she speaks for everyone and telling her to please shut up. She said she's not buying any of this. She said she learned her acting ability from her husband. She said their match is not off, and she's not foregoing a chance to team with her husband for the first time and getting the chance to glam slam her ass through the canvas. She said she wanted to give everyone a preview. So Beth got in the ring. Miz showed up at ringside. He took out Edge in this moment. Edge tried to get some offense there. Maurice hit Beth from behind with her purse. Maurice bailed out. Edge checked on his wife, who was face down on the mat. Miz and Maurice reveal that they had a brick, a brick in her purse, and that's what they hit Beth Phoenix with. I was asking myself, did they really just do all of this nonsense for Maurice to hit Beth Phoenix with a fucking purse? Then there was the brick in the purse, and that was it. Still didn't really make any sense to me. None of it really matters to me. This is just WWE biding their time and wasting people's time on Monday night just to get through all of these dead shows just to get to to the Royal Rumble. Nobody cares about this match. Maurice and Miz are not winning this match at the Royal Rumble. I'm glad that they're doing it at the Royal Rumble because this is it. Then they can move Edge on to something a little bit more important for WrestleMania. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they have some fucking idea for Edge at WrestleMania. Because right now, with what we're seeing, I doubt that they even have anything planned at all. This shit sucks. None of it matters. From day one, where they copied AEW's homework, I, I, I was immediately disinterested. I don't care. 
The Street Profits talked about being in the Royal Rumble. Angelo Dawkins began asking Montez Ford about whether he'd be mad if he tossed him over the top rope. Montez was saying, I'm going to throw people over the top rope, dump them one after the other. So Angelo Dawkins was like, whoa, whoa, you're going to dump me over the top rope? So the Mysterios then entered the picture. Everybody was freaking out about Rey Mysterio this week on social media. People were uh, crying because they have no fucking lives and they have nothing else better to do. Crying that apparently Rey Mysterio is, did I say Rey Phoenix or Rey Mysterio? I don't know why I said Rey Phoenix, man. If I, if I said Rey Phoenix, I apologize. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying anymore, man. I'm fucking delusional watching this fucking show. Rey Mysterio. Everybody on social media was having a, uh, a conniption over Rey Mysterio being on the supposed cover for WWE 2K22. I never seen people flip out over a fucking cover of a video game that I have with this supposed cover of Rey Mysterio on the cover of WWE 2K22. Who gives a shit who's on the fucking cover? How many of you are actually going to go out and buy the legitimate copy of the fucking game? And if you do, after the year is over and 2K23 comes out, where is it going? You're going to sell it right back to GameStop and get $2.99 for your fucking troubles. Either that or you're one of those fucking idiots that keeps all the games that you buy, all the WWE 2K games that you buy because you want to replay them. And then you put it away in a fucking shelf somewhere or on a shelf or in a cabinet somewhere and it collects dust. That's what you're concerned about? A fucking cover? How about getting the gameplay right? Because more than likely, the game is going to be fucking dog shit. No, but you're worried about the fucking cover. As if the cover is going to enhance the gameplay experience on your PlayStation 5 or on your Xbox Series X or whatever the fuck you guys are gaming on now. Your PC. Mental. You're all fucking mental. I don't even know how many of these people are walking amongst us. I really don't. Let's get the fucking gameplay in order before we start complaining about who's on the fucking cover. Well, I don't know why anybody would have a problem with Rey Mysterio anyway, man. The guy is legendary. Guy's an icon. Who'd you want on the cover? Becky Lynch? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, let's uh let's uh let's get those WWE 2K uh studios and the uh the, the, the people that are making the game, man. Let's call them sexists. Or maybe they're not diverse enough for you. I don't know. Street Profits and Ray and Dominic Mysterio here. By the way, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know who wrote Rey Mysterio's promo or Rey Mysterio took the Scott Steiner mathematics class in high school. Rey Mysterio vowed that they would outlast everyone, he and Dominic Mysterio. Dominic said that they'll toss out 29 other men and take the Mysterio name back to the main event. Now, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened here, man. Maybe Dominic wasn't thinking in the moment. Did the Royal Rumble match ended up uh, getting bumped to 31 men instead of 30? How could he throw out with his father 29 other men when he is in the Royal Rumble with his father? 
he would have to be one of 29 other people and then eliminate his father. So either the Royal Rumble is still 30 or it got bumped up to 31 and we don't know about it. Clearly somebody didn't do the uh, the math here. I don't know. But they had Ray and Dominic Mysterio go out there and claim, yeah, we're going to throw out 29 other men. How is that possible? Do you and Dominic count as one? Street Profits, Ray and Dominic versus Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Apollo Crews, and Commander Aziz. Nobody gives a shit. Profits and Mysterio win in eight minutes. Montez Ford with another spectacular frog splash. After the match was over, the Mysterios tossed the Profits over the top rope. And then Ray tossed Dominic over the top rope to tease everybody about potentially what could happen in the Royal Rumble. So what does this mean? Does this mean Dominic is going to toss out his father in the Royal Rumble? Could be. Could be. None of these men are winning the Royal Rumble. Don't even know why they're there. We got an amazing video package on Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, including a recap of their MMA accomplishments. And the video package said that their paths have never crossed, but they will battle at the Royal Rumble, and only one will leave as the WWE champion. Great. Can't wait. It's probably the only match I'm actually looking forward to at the Royal Rumble. Kevin Patrick interviewed Miz and Maurice. He asked Maurice to comment on her vicious shot she took at Beth Phoenix with the brick in the purse. Miz was delighted with what they did to Edge and Phoenix earlier. Said next week is Beth Phoenix's, uh, or is it Beth Phoenix's birthday or Maurice's birthday? It's, um, it may be Maurice's birthday. And they're going to have a expensive and elaborate extravaganza for her. Because I love you. Then he said Maurice is going to have a great birthday. Began making out with her. And then Kevin Patrick ran away as if he'd never seen two people making out before. We got therapy sessions with Alexa Bliss. This was worse than last week, believe it or not. But I'm not surprised by that, neither should you. The therapist said he wouldn't tolerate her throwing a fit like last week, so I don't have any breakable shit in the office this week. He said it did trigger Alexa with a bad memory. So this week he's doing word association. He said various words. Please tell me what you think when I mention these words to you. Trust. Lily. Home, Lily. Doll, Lily. Friend, Lily. She said Lily each time when she said, uh, when he said imaginary, she got angry and stood up. So the therapist then said, oh, time is up. He ran out of the office and Bliss sat there and sat in silence as the segment came to a close. This was somehow worse than last week. At least last week, she broke shit. I don't, know where we're, I don't know where they're going with this, but if it doesn't revert Alexa Bliss back to the goddess Alexa Bliss, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. I really don't know what we're doing here. Main event, Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. This was your main event of Monday Night Raw. I don't know why this was the main event of the show. It's almost as if WWE doesn't think. Or maybe they do think and they don't give a shit about what they put on in the main event because at this point in the show, they all just want to fucking go home. Bobby Lashley is a heel. Seth Rollins is a heel. So my first qualm with this match is, who exactly am I supposed to cheer for here? 
Who exactly is the overall fan favorite in this situation? Bruce. Huh? Who's the fan favorite? Who am I cheering for, Bruce? Oh, that's right. Nobody. Because they're both heels. Seth Rollins has given me no reason to like him or cheer for him. And Bobby Lashley has given me no reason to cheer for him or like him. Number two. Bobby Lashley's wrestling Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley cannot lose before this Brock Lesnar match. He needs to look strong. Seth Rollins is wrestling Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship. He also cannot lose a match before he wrestles Roman Reigns. He needs to look strong. You know, Bruce, I get that you don't give a shit, but this is you telling me you don't give a shit without telling me physically, actually, you don't give a shit. There's only one outcome here. Seth Rollins can't lose. Bobby Lashley can't lose. It's either going to end in a countout, somebody not getting pinned, a DQ, somebody not getting pinned, or some sort of fucking no contest. Because that's the way WWE likes to send the fans home, no matter where they are, on Monday Night Raw in the main event. They love to send the fans home unhappy. The crowd was dead for this match. Quiet. Quiet. Like a fucking church sermon. Quiet. You want to know why? Because they're both fucking heels, Bruce. They're both heels. So why would I give a shit about this match if they're both heels and there's no reason to cheer for either one of them? Lashley, Rollins, they worked early. Rollins did a suicide dive. He tried another, but Lashley caught him and suplexed him on the outside. Rollins was randomly in control. He was, uh, this came back from a commercial break, by the way. He was in control. He repeatedly drove Lashley's leg into the post, so they were uh, doing the uh, let's cut the big man down by taking out his legs angle in the story of this match. Rollins worked over the leg until Lashley punched his way out of his submission. Rollins used an awkward-looking dragon screw and applied a single-leg crab. Lashley pushed him off. Rollins went for a stomp, but Lashley ducked, hit a flatliner. Lashley followed with some overhead suplexes, a shoulder tackle, a neck breaker, a dominator, went for a cover, only got a two-count. Rollins then blocked the spear with a knee strike, and after a couple of counters, he hit a pedigree, an ugly-looking pedigree, for a near fall. Yes, let's continue to use Triple H's finishing move as a setup move and deteriorate his legacy even further. Thank you, Bruce Pritchard. Rollins went to the top row, but Lashley caught him, hit a, a very looking, uh, a very nice looking overhead suplex. Match ended in a DQ when Bobby Lashley was attacked by Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Wasn't this the outcome of last week's show as well? Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this the outcome of last week's show where the Hurt Business attacked Bobby Lashley and now they're out here doing it again? The Hurt Business even... Even though everybody still wants to see them get back together for whatever reason, the Hurt Business is not the Hurt Business, and the Hurt Business hasn't been the Hurt Business in many, 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 many months. So why do we care all of a sudden about Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander? I don't get it. So the match ended in a DQ. Lashley made his own comeback, gave them uh, both a double vertical suplex. Lashley then drove Alexander into the post, and then speared Benjamin through the barricade via the timekeeper's area. You know, the same spot that uh, Bobby Lashley does every fucking match he's in. 
doesn't seem special anymore. WWE only, always goes with that. Bobby Lashley spearing somebody through the timekeepers area because they don't know when to fucking quit. If you've seen it once, you've seen it 16 other fucking times. He did it. It's not special anymore. The first time he did it, I was like, wow, that's great. Now I see it, and I'm like, oh, great. Here's the same spot that we've seen him do fucking a thousand other times before this. So he drove Benjamin through the barricade. Rollins watched. Usos entered through the crowd because fuck the brand split. Fuck the brand split, says Bruce Pritchard. And they gave Rollins a double super kick, and that was it. And the show goes off the air with the Usos. Now, it would have been, this is what I don't get. And this, this is why I'm a lot smarter than most people when I do this podcasting thing. Why did we need the Hurt Business? Or I should say Cedric and Shelton. Why did we need both of those two losers out there to cause a disqualification? Wouldn't it have been the same thing and a little bit more logical to do the disqualification with the Uso super kicking Rollins while he was setting up Lashley in the match to go for the finish? Wouldn't it have made more sense to have the Usos in the match and cause the DQ by giving Rollins the victory over Lashley? Who gives a shit who won? It's a disqualification. Nobody's getting pinned as long as nobody's getting pinned. But you had Cedric and, and Shelton out there to cause the DQ. For what? For what? You would have gotten the same result with the Usos. And listen to this, Bruce. It would have made sense. Going back to SmackDown, where Seth Rollins evaded both Jay and Jimmy Uso. They got their revenge on him tonight when he least expected it. What do I know? What do I know? Who gives a shit who wins the match? The match ended in a DQ. Doesn't matter. Both of their matches are equally as important. It doesn't matter who won by DQ. It would have made more sense if the Usos showed up and attacked Rollins to cause the DQ instead of the non-existent group known as the Hurt Business, who WWE seemingly still thinks is together. And that is your Monday Night Raw. Show is shit. Show is complete shit. That's all I have to say about that. I hate it. It's never going to get any better. And it doesn't even feel like WrestleMania season. It doesn't even feel like the Royal Rumble is important outside of the two championship matches. Everything about the Royal Rumble is being lackadaisically put together. Very, very lazily put together, man. I don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what they're doing. Guys, we are uh, 60 away, 58 away to be exact for 1,000 likes. If you guys are in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, man, please hit that thumbs up. Super Chats are coming up. Get them on in. We're going to hang out and read through them all right here tonight on the podcast. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. And make sure you guys follow me on social media. At JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Starting at the top, man. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Give me Goldberg, Randy Orton, WrestleMania. Joseph Taylor, get the fuck out of my venue, man. You mentioned Goldberg's name in this venue appearing at WrestleMania. I don't want you here, man. Get out. Thank you for your $2 super chat. 
D. Bastardo. Wednesday, I meant you're mad like a mad scientist. You have the answers no one's looking for. You're not complaining or explaining with passion. All the best. Bastardo. Already. Comment to the night, brother. Cheers to you, man. Ryland Williams with a $2 super chat. Elimination Chamber, Saudi, Oldberg. Where you at, bum? Bro, they may save him for, uh... They may save him for WrestleMania, man. I don't know what they're doing with him at WrestleMania. Goldberg is hurt. He's got a, uh, a knee problem or a shoulder problem, one or the other. He's hurt. He, he said he'd rather do the one match and then get the surgery he needs. But I don't know where he would fit in. Like, who would you even... You know, you know, they may... Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, Omos might not be the WWE champion coming out of WrestleMania. And, and our nightmares might be held off for a little bit. They might do Goldberg versus Omos at WrestleMania and have Omos squash Goldberg. Now that I'm thinking about it. We'll see what happens. Might happen in Saudi. It might happen at WrestleMania. I don't know. What are you going to do with Omos at WrestleMania? He's clearly going to be at the show. He's clearly going to be on the show. WWE's clearly setting him up for something big. They're pushing the fucking shit out of him. I will see. Gregory Benson with a 499 Super Jet. Did you watch Nathan Frazier versus Walter from NXT last week? No. Who fuck watches NXT UK? If I want to watch Walter, I'll watch Tuesday night. NXT UK won't be around by the end of the year, man. Nick Khan's going to fucking cut the brand and end it completely. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. AEW has forbidden door while WWE has the trap door. And Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Seth is a heel on Raw, but supposed to be a face on SmackDown. Seems like Roman is the face by default, and the Seth Roman matchup itself feels forced. It does feel forced, which uh, means to me, Reigns shouldn't be losing the championship. Diablo Stacola with a $5 super chat. I would rather go on a date with Sonny, walk up to John Moxley at any Kickston, and slap them in the face, than watch WWE. This show is trash. LOL. I don't know, man. Going on a date with Sonny, man. You know, that's uh, that's some internet fucking dweeb's wet dream right there, bro. Why would you take that away from him? Why would you... Uh, why would you put that moment down, man? You just crush some fucking... You just crush somebody's dream, man. There's somebody... There's somebody out there for Sonny, man. Seriously. Her fucking uh, scissors and all. Didn't she try to kill somebody with a pair of scissors? Or she's now denying it or whatever the... I don't I don't report shit, man. Who, who gives a fuck? Seriously. Lauren Hutton with a $2 Super Chat. This Rumble isn't even building up. What the fuck? Yeah, the Rumble sucks. The build for the Rumble sucks. They don't give a shit. WWE's gotten lazy with the Rumble build every single year, man. Seriously. Seriously. Anthony with a Canadian $20 Super Chat. Hi, JD. Once again, I always appreciate your efforts to inform and entertain us. A non-Raw related question. Can you see Buddy Matthews eventually joining the House of Black? Also, Chuck Norris fears Veer. Veer Mahan! 
Uh, no, I don't see Buddy Matthews joining the House of Black. Would I like to see it? Sure. I think Buddy Matthews is great, but I don't see it at this point in time. Uh, Philip Newton with a 499 Super Chat. If it wasn't for travel restrictions, I could see Mustafa Ali thrive in the junior heavyweight division of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, you know. listen, wherever Mustafa goes, I said this, it might not even be in pro wrestling. He might be so disenfranchised with what he's gone through in WWE that he might give up wrestling for the time being and worry about himself. Work on other projects. Audition for movies. Etc, etc. Will he be back in wrestling? Sure. On his own time. Let him do what he's got to do, man. He's a very talented and creative guy. Wherever he goes, we will be a fan of Mustafa Ali. He can go to New Japan. He can go to Impact. He can go to AEW. Wherever, man. He's going to be great. It's going to be great. Nate, you, 360, with the 1999 Super Chat. I bought the LTB shirt for Dynamite this Wednesday. Hyped to see Cole and Punk. Only to get an email about the mandated pass. This world sucks. And this was to be my first show as a fan. What am I to do with these tickets? Put them on eBay. Put them on eBay, man. Offer up. Macari. Craigslist. Something. I'm sure you could get rid of them. Yeah, the mandates suck, man. Mandating sucks. So I gotta get the fuck out of New York. Sorry about that, man. Jay Coyle with a UK $5 Super Jet. Tonight's episode really made me excited for next week's premium live event. Bro, the only premium live event is this podcast right here. Yeah, it's a premium live event when you're spending $4.99 on Peacock. It's really premium. Lauren Hutton with a $5 Super Chat. It'd be the best swerve for Riddle to turn on Orton at the Rumble in his hometown. No one will expect it. It'd be refreshing for Riddle to be a heel. I can't see it. I can't see it. Just like how I can't see MJF being a babyface. I can't see it. I get people want something different. But different doesn't always mean good, man. Lauren Hunt also with a $2 Super Chat. Drink, please. Malibu, I'm buying for everyone. Thank you, Lauren. I'll take a Malibu and Coke. If you're buying a Malibu and Coke. Not my not my go-to, but I'll, I'll take it. I appreciate you. Yeah, Sato, Fortune with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. At that point, Finn should follow Mustafa Ali. Twice now, WWE failed him on the main roster. He doesn't want to go back to NXT. Keep on rocking, JD. Yeah, because he's a Triple H boy. That's why. Finn Balor will continue to be jobbed out until his contract is up. Bradley Robinette with a 199 Super Chat. Hey, JD, is it Wednesday yet? Raw sucked AEW in two days. Uh, it'll be Wednesday soon. And it will be uh, rock and rolling in the venue as always. With Jesse on the Dynamite Post Show. Thank you, uh, Bradley. Christian Shea with a 499 Super Chat. I would never like Becky Lynch and Britt Baker is the best wrestler than everyone on Raw on the SmackDown roster. I-, I think Becky Lynch is the better wrestler, Christian. But Britt Baker is more over. Britt Baker is definitely more over than Becky Lynch. 
Raging Girl Gamer with a 999 Super Chat. Becky Lynch makes Raw so good. I mean, she's the man. What do you expect? Uh, she's not using that anymore, Rage. Maybe you should get your fucking facts straight before you start spewing drunken rants in my goddamn bar, okay? Honestly, Roman Reigns needs to take some notes from her and learn how to truly run a show. Oh, yeah, I'm up and going back to sleep. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. And throw her pillow in the trash and give it to Bob, who's sitting by the dumpster, man. He could use a new pillow. He told me on the way into that. Yeah. Yeah. And get him a drink while you're at it. He's thirsty. Get out of here. My girl, Destiny FOMO, with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Destiny. Happy to see you here. Cameron wins the Royal Rumble to go on to Mania to face Becky. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Cameron winning the Royal Rumble? Remember that one AEW dark she was on, man? Oh, my goodness. Jesus fucking Christ, man. It made my skin crawl. Honestly. And people were wondering, well, why didn't Tony Khan bring her back? She sucks. If we're going to get, listen, listen. If we're going to give the Rumble to a potential part-timer. If we're going to give the Rumble to a potential part-timer. Because you know WWE may be thinking I would say, let's give it to Lita. I'm okay with that part-timer winning. I don't know how long she's back for. But as far as actual winners, it'll probably end up being Bianca. I was going with Sasha before she got hurt. Bailey, we could always see Bailey. Asuka's another uh, surprise, possibly. I don't think she's going to win it. WWE's not going to have Asuka win the Royal Rumble. Maybe we see Ronda Rousey. I, I have no idea what they got planned. I don't know. We'll see. But thank you for your $5 in Super Chat. Appreciate you as always. Noah Mason with a $20 Super Chat. What's up, JD? I've been catching up on these shows the day after they live stream while at work. And you and your brilliant takes, humor, and wit never fail to make me smile during a busy lunch rush. I appreciate all you do. Noah, thank you so much, man. That's commenting tonight right there, man. I appreciate you, brother. As always. Kareem Wilson. Five-dollar super chat. Picture this. The Royal Rumble is about to go off the air, and the last thing you see is camera pointing at the WrestleMania sign as the show goes off the air. That's exactly what Destiny said. Can you imagine? We may have a rant greater than the Jinder Mahal Battleground 2017 rant. Now, I'm not like that anymore, man. I can't be like that anymore. I got people watching me. I got sponsors. I got fucking hog. I can't, I can't be. I can't be doing uh, immature, just absolute torching. The show type rants like that anymore, man. I could still do it, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta not give myself a fucking heart attack in the process. Uh, Asato, Fortune with a Canadian $5 super chat. I think Naomi wins the Rumble. 
She's the only woman with a study storyline outside the title picture with a classic baby face screwed by the authority. Yeah, Naomi eliminating Sonya in the Royal Rumble, man. I, I, like I said, I, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Rich Gamble with a 499 Super Chat. No message. Yo, Rich, why are you shy around here, bro? You're in this beautiful bar and you're you're being shy. Why? What's going on? No message. Thank you for 499. Uh, Philip Newton with a 499. What's going on in WWE the past two years is going to be a future episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I hope they bury WWE management. Bro, Dark Side of the Ring buries WWE management as it is, man. It's a fucking Vince McMahon hate show. Christian Shea with a, four, uh, with a 999 Super Chat. Seth Rollins is not going to beat Roman Reigns, and he is my tribal chief. I hope you're right. I hope you are right, Christian. Micah with a 199 Super Chat. I think we see Lacey Evans return at the Royal Rumble. I think you're correct. Does she make the division better? Fuck no. Oh, Rich Gamble with a 499 Super Chat. Now he leaves a message. He must be a newbie around here. Rich, what's going on, man? This show and this company just sucks. Absolutely, man. You know it. Spirit of the Wolf with a $5 Super Chat. We appreciate your honesty, JD. Keep on being you. You know it, man. I ain't going anywhere. Christian Shea with a 1999 Super Chat. Monday Night Raw is the most boring show ever. And Friday Night SmackDown is better than Monday because SmackDown has Roman Reigns and Monday Night Raw has annoying Bobby Lashley. Magician Sapphire with a $10 Super Chat. Another great OTS is always JD. I didn't watch tonight's Raw, got a cold, and slept through it. Yo, Magician, you should use that excuse every week, bro, even when you're not sick. Thank you, man. Eris with a 199 Super Chat. Veer and Von Wagner for 23. 2K23. Bro, I am boycotting the game if Von Wagner is not in the game. If Von Wagner wasn't digitally scanned for WWE 2K22, never mind 23, I'm not buying it. Not buying it. Captain Solo with a $5 Super Chat. Sasha Banks should be on the cover of WW2K22. Not that it matters. Keep up the great work, JD. Hope you and your fur babies are doing well. They are doing very good, man. Thank you. We got a uh, Australia Mite 299 Super Chat from Demeter JD, you a-hole bullion. Amazing Red is my wife. He says, what happened to campers exposed the scrub files, G? Uh, uh, Demeter, this is not 2013 anymore, bro. Where the fuck are you? Rich Gamble. 499 Super Chat. My man, JD, we need more Bruce Pritchard impersonations. I don't have a, I don't have a good Bruce Pritchard impersonation, man. I got a... Ah, Wood. That's all I got. And Vince. Ah, Bruce. We need more Omas on this show. That's all I got. Captain Solo with a $2 Super Chat. Chances of Bailey winning the Royal Rumble. 
pretty decent. Pretty decent. Nobody knows when she'll be back, though, but the fact that she's kind of playing her uh, return from injury report off kind of seems like she will be back, but she doesn't really want to reveal it. So we'll see what happens. Bruce Pritchard with a 199 Super Chat. Veer Mahan is coming to catering to get released. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for the inside info. Always appreciate your uh, scoops, Bruce Pritchard. You fucking red-faced slob, four-eyed geek. Tyrek Jackson with a $5 Super Chat. I have Nia Jax returning and winning the Royal Rumble. Tyrek, I think you had too much to drink at the bar, bro. Go sit down and have Issa serve you a glass of water. Come on. Come on. I don't want to kick you out like I kick Rage out. Scorpio, 1117 with a $2 Super Chat. Jade Cargill is greater than Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. In what way? Would I rather look at Jade? Yes. Is Jade a better wrestler than both? No. Dom Toretto with a $20 Super Chat. Hi, JD. We are here at Lone Star. We'd like to do a podcast from the bar, maybe on Monday night or whenever you are available. Please let me know how to make this happen. Thank you. By the way, your show is off the chain. Uh, Dom. I'm not really a fan of doing live podcasts. I have stage fright and I'm shy. Plus, I think there'd be too much noise at a Lone Star restaurant, bro. Plus, Monday night, I have to be home, man. I have to be home. Where am I watching the show? From the bar? If I'm at a bar, I'm going to drink. If I'm going to drink during Raw, I'll be, a, I'll be asleep by 9.30. I'll be four old fashions in at that point, bro. I can't do it. I can't do it. There will be a meet and greet in Atlantic City, though, right before Dynamite. I may be drunk. We're starting early. Uh, Exotic Gaming with a 99 cent super chat. Throw it in the tip jar, man. Throw it in the tip jar, man. And even at that point, Issa doesn't deserve 99 cents. What are you doing? Christian Shea with a 49.99 super chat. Why do people get tickets for Monday Night Raw? And AEW is so much better than Monday Night and Friday Night SmackDown. And what does everyone think about Mandy Rose? Mandy Rose, I'll give Mandy Rose some respect. She's kind of transformed herself into something. What that something is, I don't necessarily like or believe in. I don't think it's enough to lead a division, but she's tried. She's tried. Toxic Attraction, I guess, is uh, going to be groomed for the May roster. WWE wants that sex appeal. They're going back for that Divas era. Thank you, Christian, man. You're always coming through with the Super Chats, man. I appreciate you. Tyrek Jackson with a $5 Super Chat. What do you rate the Sasha and Bailey double champ era? Should it have lasted longer or was the run long enough? Uh, I-, I thought the run was long enough. I don't agree. I don't agree with what WWE did with uh, the way that they handled the feud. Their first match was inside a Hell in a Cell match, man. Not a fan of that. 
Um, Demeter, JD, you a-hole bullying. Amazing Red is my wife with an Australian mate, 299 Super Chat. How dare you, J-Dog? I the longest unseen listener. You dig? No, I don't dig, Demeter. I saved the digging for Bruce. Because that's exactly what he did to Triple H on NXT Tuesday night. Devin B with a 199 Super Chat. Give Joshi's a chance, bro. No. No. Nah, I'd rather give Impact a chance at that point. <laughs> oh, man. James with a 499 Super Chat. If it is Bella versus Becky at WrestleMania, do you think WWE would do a double turn by having Becky as a babyface and Bianca as a... I wish. I would hope so. I think Bianca was great as a heel, and Becky, she sucks as a heel. Michael Leash. Well, they $5 super chat. I think AEW should sign Moose from Impact Wrestling. He has the it factor. I don't see no black wrestlers in AEW with that quality. Uh, Michael, Moose just signed a three-year extension, I believe, two- or three-year extension with Impact. Um, you don't see any black wrestlers in AEW with that quality because AEW is three years old. Give it time. And you don't see any impact or uh, AEW wrestlers with that quality yet. Keith Lee's coming in, bro. What do you think Keith Lee's going to do? Is Keith Lee going to be the quality that you're looking for? Because I'd much rather have a Keith Lee than a Moose. Exotic Gaming 199. Super Chat. For the tip, Jari says. Thank you, bro. Peace appreciate you. Christian Shea with a 99-99 Super Chat, man. Christian Shea has absolutely been the fucking MVP of 2022 so far, man. Who is the greatest wrestler in the world? Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, man. That's who the best wrestler in the world is right now, especially to me. My favorite pro wrestler right now is Adam Cole, bro. Adam Cole is my favorite pro wrestler right now. A lot of people complaining about Adam Cole. Oh, he's getting buried. He's getting buried on AAW television. Give me a break. Thank you, Christian, man. You are, uh, your generosity is uh, much appreciated, man. You've been killing it this year, bro. Keep it up. Love you. Uh, Demeter, JD, I want to kiss you. Sorry, bullying. With an Australian mate, 149 Super Chat. He leaves me a devil-horned super emoji. Tell you, man, some of you Australians, man. Some of you Australian Super Chats. You, you guys are crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Adam Cole's buried. Adam Cole's buried because he's wrestling Orange Cassidy. Guy's undefeated on AEW television, man. Guy's gonna be the fucking world champion before uh, before you know it. Then I want to see what they say when Tony Khan makes Adam Cole. When Tony Khan makes Adam Cole the AEW world champion, man, what's the next thing that they're gonna complain about? They'll keep cool, they'll keep pushing the the, the goalposts further back. What's the next thing? 
to complain about. Will you finally be happy? Nolan, the creator with a 199 Super Chat for the tip charge, JD. Great stream, man. Thanks. East is worth more than 199, man. But she appreciates you. Thank you. I might have to get a new, I, I might have to get a new bartender, man. I might have to get a new bartender. Jesse doesn't want to do it. Issa doesn't want to do it. Maybe we'll get Destiny to do it. Destiny FOMO. Maybe we'll get Destiny and Issa to do the fucking bartender. How about that? I pay well. Jesse, not so much, man. We don't pay him. We pay him in tacos. Kelly with a $5 super chat. Hey, JD, back in Tokyo after a trip to L.A. with my favorite football team. Beating the L.A. Rams, I got to say, watching the rivalry NFL game is better than watching WWE. Anything's better than watching WWE, Kelly. Glad your football team won. Anyway, guys, I'm getting out of here, man. I'll be back live tomorrow night. NXT. Don't know what's on the show, but we'll be live. I'll be here entertaining you guys as always, man. But before we get out of here, I need two things. Number one. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. VIPs, I need those Mustang emojis in the chat as well. And number two, I need that music right now on Max. I'll see you guys tomorrow night for NXT live on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.